This week on Dinner with Pop, Isaac and Reed discuss masks and the NBA players who wear them. What could they be hiding? Just kidding, they usually wear them for injuries. Welcome to Dinner with Pop, the podcast where we, two basketball fans, learn everything we can about the past, present, and future of basketball in order to impress our dream dinner date, food and wine connoisseur, and five-time NBA champ, Coach Greg Popovich. I'm Reed O'Connor, and this is my co-host, Isaac Benavidez. Hey, what's up, dude? Not a lot. How you doing? I'm okay. Um, A bit of a somber mood today. Why is that? I think the... uh, Los Angeles Clippers are probably seeing the end of their playoff run right now. You think tonight they'll close it? We're recording this Monday, the 28th. You think tonight uh, Suns will close it out in game five? Uh, I think it's possible. I think the team is just really good and they're on this like they're on the upwards trajectory right now. Or I think they're going to be like just better towards the end of this. Or I think they're going to like close out this series. Like if not tonight, then I guess when whenever the next game is probably Wednesday or something, but I think right. it's uh looking I think it's looking pretty grim right now, and it sucks because I, j- I just ordered a Los Angeles Clippers T-shirt uh, after they after they won their game against the Utah Jazz. And if they lose, you think you'll be less excited about wearing the shirt? Uh, the shirt's lo- still gonna like work. It's still gonna be a functional shirt. Sure, it's gonna be a functional shirt, but it's, I'm I'm gonna be wearing it for a team that's not even in the playoffs anymore. And I I, I guess I bought it to wear it. Yeah. During games and stuff. But I mean, there's next season. I guess there's next season. But it's like I live in Los Angeles. Like, where's this store at? Is this not at the Staples Center? Like Clippers store? They have a Clippers store. Do they swap out all the merch? Do they do a full merch swap every time? I would, I would imagine games? so. Yeah, that's not exhausting. That, I would imagine that like all the stuff in there, like in Staples is just like Lakers gear one night. Which is weird during like a back-to-back like game where it's like Lakers play one night and then Clippers play the other night. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it must be they got to wheel out all the like, I guess they've got good storage and stuff. I know they got to like furl up the banners and stuff. Uh, it's uh, it's amazing that uh, you don't see any mistakes. Like there's like a LeBron James plush toy like just <laughs> hidden behind like a Paul George or something it's like, like hey, that. wait a minute. <laughs> this guy doesn't play for the Clippers. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go on a Clippers tangent, but it's like... Uh, I'm always it, ready for a Clippers tangent. It, feel, it feels like very like like that's kind of like the vibe of like the Staples Center when like the Clippers are playing, where it's like they have to hide all of the Lakers here and like. <gasps> what do you mean? No other teams play here. It's just yeah, us, yeah, the yeah. Los Angeles Clippers, your favorite local basketball team. I mean, they cover up the banners with like the really whack photographs of like the of, team like, just Patrick playing. Beverly, like, like yeah, they're all like huddled up, They're boxing like, someone uh, out. Yeah, right now it's currently. I think all of them are just like. It's kind of like all hands in with like the together type of like right. thing before games, but behind those band behind those like like just photos is just like all the clip. I mean, all the Lakers championships, yeah, yeah, like all like the banners for all that stuff, and all the jerseys retired and stuff. And it's like, um, wow, this really isn't like uh, a Clippers area. I don't think this is a hot take, but I think the Clippers need to move. Like, well, they're moving to Inglewood. No, they need to move, move, <laughs> like give them back to San Diego or put them in like Mexico City or something like give them to a, a city that would really embrace them because it's not here. Like the last last night, no, Friday night, Saturday night, whatever. Game mm-hmm. four. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Game four. Suns Clippers was a Suns home game. If you, you listen. Yes. If you like listen to the fans in the stands, it was a Suns home game. 
We we just watched. It's the, a, like a six hour drive to Phoenix. Don't you? It's a Saturday. Yeah. And there's a bunch of transplants here. I think, uh, you know, it's not that hard to buy a ticket and come over for for the weekend. Come see Devin Booker and co. It, it really bums me out because I want to like really like support this team. But it's just like there's no fan base. Probably there's not even like a cult following. There is like. a fan base. Like, I mean, uh, you have your your heads out there. Vince Staples. Yeah. Big Clippers head. Um, me. Know. Yes. Isaac Benavidez. Jen Statsky. Paul Shear. I read that it was just like a lot of like transplant comedians and people who Fitz Staples grew up here. He's yeah. the one I always point to. Yeah, he's like the like the OG fan. But, um, you know, there were affordable tickets. I grew up in Long Beach. I liked the team. Yeah, I guess nobody from Los Angeles cares about the Los Angeles <laughs> Clippers. Uh, yeah, they should move them to San Diego, probably. And move they probably to Long do, Beach. They probably do like a lot. Literally probably just get out of get out of L.A. County. Don't you think? Probably... As long as, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But like give them to Vince Staples. <laughs> just let like let him have the team. Here's the thing is that like I this like this like Inglewood like new location. Like I think it's at the old forum or it's going to be at the forum. Oh, really? They're not I building think, them a new stadium or, I think, or I, whatever? I, I think they're tearing down the forum. Oh, wow. I, I, I Who knows? I mean, I might have just made you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, yeah, I think we should have like a like a, a rally to go save the forum and just tire ourselves up. You and me chant to the forum like, like I saw Kanye West here once. Oh, did you really? Mm-hmm. Life Pablo tour. Anyway, save the forum, move the Clippers, <laughs> or um, move the forum, save the Clippers. Makes you think. There's no saving this franchise, unfortunately. Like I keep like playing like scenarios where it's like like I thought this new arena would probably work, but it's just I don't I don't think like people in Inglewood want like the Clippers there. Like I don't think like people who are from Los Angeles want the Clippers here. And there, there's no way. Like I think the fan base is just too like um too aggressive to like even have them here. Like you can't go a day without someone taking a dump on Paul George. Yeah. I see flippers on Twitter all the time. Flippers. People just call them flippers, and it's just like What's the, the F stand for. I, I, I don't know. It's just, I think people just want to like pick like on fish? the Clippers, and I'm sure. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think it's actually they call them the fish fillet flippers or something like that. But um, it, yeah, yeah. I don't want again. I don't want to get into it, but it's all bad. What if? Hear me out. Sure. This is a terrible pitch. Yeah. I want to preface it with that. I'm ready for it. You. Turn the Clippers into like a minor league baseball team vibe because they already have that like little brother vibe. Mm -hmm. They're still an NBA level team. They're not going to G League, but their branding is now they're like the Los Angeles street dogs or something. And it's all like silly. And their logo is like a little hot dog with a basketball with bacon wrapped around it. You know what I mean? They just go full like. Not Harlem Globetrotters, but like they're still trying to be good. But they're I think their branding lacks something, lacks a character. And I think if they just go steer hard into like a character, even if it's a really bad, stupid character. Yeah. What is that? Anything is this like does this do anything for I mean, they're already transplant comedians are the fans. What if the the team itself is is a transplant comedian vibe like dumb? Not that Paul Shearer, Jen Stasky are dumb, but like silly. 
you want them to lean into some sort of like character where it's they acknowledge or they embrace that they're something like that because right now they're like marketing and like billboards around town are like we hustle like the city hustle yeah that was something. last season last season was really street, bad uh, for not the, what is it not spotlight street lights or something yeah street lights not spotlight street lights not spotlights earned not given uh just shit like that and like is there what are they pitching themselves as like real Angelinos love the Clippers? Yeah, and that's because Paul George and Kawhi are on the team. And because they are both like Kawhi's number two and Paul George is number 13. And the 213 area code is what got them to really push this like real like from Southern California vibe. And so like I think that's where the branding started taking like the turn where they have like that really shitty like um the, like graffiti uh, like yeah. um gothic characters yeah and then they just have like like they have like the grid for not like goth the, characters like goth like the font you're saying gothic. like you're saying like my chemical romance type yeah goths like love e- the emo, clippers emo <laughs> what if that was like the family <laughs> yeah sure, yeah, sure uh, do yeah. that be that the goth sense. team yeah. yeah do something they should just have all their players just kind of like wearing like the eyeliner and just kind of just like being very just like <laughs> i mean is already kind of like <laughs> like quiet and he yeah. like hides in the corner of the playoffs yeah, yeah. is Kawhi a goth have I nailed it? Uh, I think Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is more of a goth than Kawhi Leonard is. Anytime Kevin Durant does like an interview now, he's wearing like his hood on and he's wearing like beanies, like he's like <laughs> like a skateboarder. <laughs> Who's the most goth basketball player? It's Kevin Durant, I think. That is so funny. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's. Um, I guess we just cracked the Clippers conundrum. We're solving all kinds of problems on this podcast. The Los Angeles. For free. The Los Angeles goths. Steve Ballmer cut the check. Steve Ballmer. I love. He's got the money. I love Steve Ballmer as like an owner because he's, so, he's so invested. I love seeing him shots of him. Like he's got a mask that's covering his entire face. Yeah. Which is great. Wear a mask. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's just so funny just to see like his eyes and he's just like angry and like yeah. screaming behind his mask. And he like gets up out of his chair when Paul yeah. George misses a shot and then like sits back down in a huff. Uh, he, he just gets so excited by like this, like the team being like good. And then uh, I just like that the Clippers have like kind of like the um, I don't know, because he's like a he's like a like a he's still like a white guy. But I, I feel like he's like a pretty like uh, harmless white guy. That's probably kind of what the Clippers is, too. It's kind of like a harmless, just like bland team. Yeah. And so it's, it's like a nice little pairing for like Steve Ballmer and the Clippers. And, you know, he loves his team. It's good for him. You know? Yeah. Does yeah, he, he owns it. Yeah. Does he love them because he owns them or did he buy them because he loved them? Do you uh, know? No, I don't know, actually. But I'm I think I think he like loves them because he owns like yeah, he I mean, just like good owns i don't the know team be enthusiastic an enthusiastic owner is uh better to me than like a weird shadowy figure yeah i just watched the uh the introduction to paul george and Kawhi to the clippers and like, yeah. he was like leading like the press conference he was just like he was like he was like i'm so freaking excited he was just like whoo just like <laughs> laughing and he's like making he was making all these like press people just like stand up he's like give it up and yeah just having them everybody just like clap which is like it's just like press people there who are like not supposed to really they're just, they're just like reporting on like what's going on right he's they're all just like standing up like clapping and he's just super like <laughs> pumped he's like it's pretty freaking awesome we got Kawhi leonard yeah there's no good billionaires but steve Ballmer's at least a fun one yeah i guess yeah, I didn't realize he was a billionaire. Maybe I do hate Steve Ballmer. Yeah. All Maybe right. you do. <laughs> Maybe I hate the Clippers, Dude, if you too. want to be a host of this podcast, you, you got to hate him.
Yeah, I hate money. I'm just kidding. You can you can thank Kyrie. Billionaires suck though. Um, should we get into it? Yeah, should we do cool. the podcast that we're doing? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Uh, last week, you brought us a list of ways to make a good first impression for right. this Harvard Business Review article. <laughs> and then you said you would come back this week with things not to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying like a hot little teaser thing to get to get listenership up. I think it worked. I think so, too. And I think they're ready to. I've getting, been getting a lot of tweets, a lot of Instagram DMs. <laughs> be like, where's the episode? I got to know how to not mess up my first impression. People are chomping at the bit for this. Yeah, that makes sense. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to report back that uh, there are don'ts for this stuff. Should I just um, read them off? Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about them. Okay, so to make a good first impression, we had the do's last week. What were they? Don't remember. Me neither. But I think (laughs) we were on track. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we had already been doing all this stuff. But for the don'ts, uh, first don't on this list from Harvard Business Review. Is that what they are? Yes. Okay, perfect. Uh, number one, your body language should be relaxed, confident, and comfortable. Now, what, what is that? Is that, is, is that is, saying don't? Is this a don't? Be relaxed, confident, and comfortable? I think this is like, don't not be relaxed, confident, and comfortable. You think? It must be. It's like, don't be... These are actually kind of confusing. For sure. Don't be stressed, <laughs> unconfident, or uncomfortable. I see. Maybe. Um, we can read it this way. Um, I think this is showing that if we wanted to pitch Harvard Business Review something, we could probably get published. Oh, interesting. No offense to uh, none. None offense. None offense. I'm just saying, like, qualified. we're both qualified. We should we try to write our own article about what? maybe should we just make up our own don'ts? Uh, let's go through these first, and then if we, if we don't like the rest of them, then we can come up with our own don'ts. Oh, but okay. Uh, so, okay, so this is kind of, kind of, you know, it's kind of like common sense when you when you read it. Okay, don't I guess discount small talk. Okay, it can be a good way to uncover common bonds. Okay, small talk not as bad as people say it is. Okay. How's the weather? It's raining. Uh, and then you're like, oh, I grew up and it was raining all the time. And so small talk, all of a sudden it's a deeper conversation. Am I right? Do you think that uh, the the NBA sideline reporters, when they're talking to Pop, rely too much or don't rely enough on small talk? See, I don't know if the small talk that Pop, I don't know if those questions that Pop dislikes are small talk so much as they're like stupid. Yeah, it's not small talk, but it's like, uh, you know, it's like Pop, the team's not looking good out there. What's wrong? Yeah. It's like not not a nuanced question. Right. It's a lot like, of his responses are, are you really asking me that? Yeah, it's like the other team score more baskets. That's what's wrong. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a hard job, honestly, to like ask a, like a question of like uh, substance like during that like Absolutely. You have like second. 15 seconds or something yeah. and they've got to be quick. They've got to be. I don't know why they like do that. It's like fluff. I don't know why they do that like check-in thing because it is weird because what go go ahead well they're obviously shot during the commercial or something during the break between like a timeout right and or not even a timeout i think i guess it is a timeout yeah because it's a commercial break and they get to you know talk to their team and then they also have to go do this 15 second interview yes and so it's like you're catching them when they they could be having valuable time with their team and then it's also they play it over the starting seg- starting minutes of a quarter. And I'm like, yeah. I want to see the basketball. Like, I don't want to yeah. see this. Like for the longest time, I only see Monty Williams, like taking up half the screen. 
Yeah, for the longest time, I thought that uh, that interview was happening during the start of like gameplay, and I thought like, shouldn't he be like out shouldn't in the court, like, paying attention? Yeah, but even then, and like, he also he's in the way. <laughs> yeah, Rachel Nichols, get out of the way. Uh, yeah, I I just always thought that they would just be out there, like, because even when when they're they're doing that interview, I think like, who's talking to the team right now? Right, they're just all kind of just being like Becky good, Hammond. Good game, huh? Yeah. Uh, I guess Becky Hammond is probably leading the way. I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe soon. Hopefully. Uh, okay. So let's let's move on to this third. Don't. Yes. Instead, I don't. This list is actually kind of frustrating me because I, I was, This is I'm. I prepared these notes. I don't know. You prepared last week's notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you had just highlighted, copy pasted the bullet points. I did. Okay, cool. That's what I did here. <laughs> yeah. They are making less sense out of context. They do. They do make less sense, and so I, I can't really wrap. This my one. Mind. This third one says instead present evidence that speaks to your domain expertise and managerial experience. <laughs> Is this about? <laughs> so are we supposed to discount small talk? That's but then it says it can be a good way to uncover common bonds. I guess it's, this is I, this I, is I, a, I, this is the reading comprehension section of the podcast. Yeah, um, you know, I I just want to become a better person for Bob, but this list, like, I'm I guess we're just getting to the realization that's kind of garbage. I don't know. I, the first section of the list last week showed us that we were on track, so I'm not ready to discount the <laughs> right, list right. as a whole because it did make us feel pretty good. So but, I think maybe this don't section is like maybe this is just I I'm just I'm just I'm I'm really just stuck with domain ex- expertise. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because this is like a business website, so this is real like business lingo, which we, neither of us are really in the business world in our day jobs. Right, and I, I think like that was like the biggest issue is that like all the articles I was looking for were either about dating or about like like impressing your coworkers slash bosses, and there's really no articles about like impressing, impressing a stranger, the coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Right, so. I mean, that's that's what we can write for the Harvard Business Review. <laughs> yes, uh, we have a pitch. I think maybe once we complete the project, once this, we have our dinner with Pop, we can write it up for Harvard Business Review. How, how about this instead? It's like to push it even further. It's like this is how we get like our book deal. OK, <laughs> yes. So like it's it, I'm all years. Podcast is successful. Obviously, they want like a spinoff. So what they do is they, they just get like they just offer us X amount of money to write this book on a how to to impress Greg Popovich. I love this. Bill Simmons, who we're writing the next basketball book, but this is good. <laughs> well, <laughs> coming for the throw. Bill Simmons I, I, throw. I, I guess so. I've not read the book. I, I own the book. Either. I donated it. I didn't read it. It's a long book. We don't need to read it. We are in the process of writing our own book. You're right. You're right. But anyway, I guess Penguin uh, Random House hit us up. Hit us up. Harper Collins hit us up. <laughs> Scholastic. You want to be? You want to? You want to? I'll do a sign. kids book. It's Scholastic. Sure. All kids books. All right. Um, uh, so yeah. So this is all. I guess this is all. The downs were kind of stupid. Yeah. I, I think we just learned that we're kind of like on track already. I think we learned that we're very smart. Yeah. We're I think smarter I think smarter than Harvard. I think I've learned that our domain expertise. Might be conversation. Wow. Yeah, we've got the building blocks <laughs> on track. The purpose, of the, the purpose, the purpose of this podcast mm-hmm. is not to learn how to speak to people. Sure, it's to learn how to speak about basketball. Right. Because we we're great at talking to people. Right. I'm just you know 
the more praise we can give ourselves, the better. I, I think. can't wait to drop uh, domain expertise the next time I'm just talking to somebody. For sure. Just being like, what's your domain expertise? Hey, what's your domain expertise? <laughs> um, what's your managerial experience? Uh, I guess uh, uh, good attitude. <laughs> that is definitely an answer to that question. A can-do attitude. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the to the meat and potatoes, if you will. Of absolutely. This, podcast. The, this week's special, which absolutely could be meat and potatoes. We uh, pattern our show after a nice dinner, um, a dinner with pop, if you will. So mm. this week's special is like at a restaurant, the special of the week, what we're going to talk about this week. Does that belabor that point too much? Oh, you're still speaking about it. Yeah, a little bit. Anyway, uh, we're good. It's for new listeners. You know, maybe they don't know how the podcast works. Uh, Devin Booker broke his nose this week. Mm. And now he's wearing a cool mask. (laughs) Or he was for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So in game two of the Western Conference Finals, Devin Booker and Patrick Beverly collided, breaking Booker's nose in three places. Did you see this happen? I did see this happen. And uh, I feel like we're talking a lot about I know the podcast is this episode is about Devin Booker, but Patrick Beverly also got cut in the forehead. Yeah. He, had he to, was bleeding on his jersey. Yeah. Like, and it was like a white jersey, too. So like it was just like a big old red I streak. I kind of bad for him. A lot of people here, a lot of like YouTube commenters and stuff were saying Patrick Beverly did this on purpose. Sure. What do you think? Uh, like before I get into feeling bad for Patrick Beverly bleeding on the court. I do. Uh, you, yeah. So watching this live. And like seeing all the replays back, it seemed like it was a very like um, it was a very not intentional, but it was it was more reckless than like, you know, you kind of like just like watch yourself and like right. make sure that you don't like lean your head in. But it seemed like he wasn't really doing that. No, it seems like that's how Patrick Beverly plays, which is just like reckless, recklessly. And I don't know, boldly is the wrong word, but just like. He puts himself all out there. He's a lot of people call him scrappy. Yeah. I don't know if I love the word, but it's like he's he's willing to do it. He is willing to do it. And um, so I don't know if on purpose is the right word. You know, I I don't think he was trying to not hit him. Right. Which is, you know, but he wasn't like, I'm going to headbutt this dude in the nose. Yeah. It it seemed like just like um, like sometimes like boxers will like be kind of fighting too close sometimes Mm -hmm. and then. They'll get like a little bit like less like watch your head and then they'll just kind of like raise their head up a little bit when they're kind of like close together. And then, you know, skin just bumps into each other like a, there's like a little slash in the forehead. And now Devin Booker has a broken nose and now Patrick Beverly is wearing the headband for the rest of the season. Oh, I didn't even connect the two. Yeah, he, the headbands he, for his injury. Yeah, because he came back with just like a bandaid, and he came back with like the headband over it. Because they were both coming out that same game, and I thought like one of these two is going to have like one of those hero performances where they're kind of like busted up. Yeah, um, I think it was more Devin Booker than like Patrick Beverly. Well, he's been playing great too, Beverly. Yeah, which is kind of shocking. Um, I don't want to see Beverly ever shoot three pointers, but, <laughs> but you know he does it, and they go in sometimes. And I'm like, wow, good, good, good for you, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, starting in game three after that. So that happened in game two. Game three, Devin Booker uh, wore a protective mask. Mark Spears of the Undefeated reported that Booker reached out to Rip Hamilton, who broke his nose twice in the 03-04 season and wore a mask throughout the rest of his career as a result. Yeah. 
And what Hamilton told Booker was to keep the mask on for the whole game and to take advantage of the extra protection when charging through defenders. Which seems very much like kind of like old school play where yeah. it's like just lean your head and like. A yeah, you've got a mask now. So, yeah. And it's um, it's still like it seems like those masks like have like because they're plastic, like clear masks. And so when they're on the head, it still seems like like even though you have the mask on, there's no like a barrier between like the skin. And, it seems like, like it would hurt if the mask pressed onto your. Yes. Broken nose. Is, yeah. That's what, is, what I'm trying to get as like it. it, it it would still cause damage if you were still going to like just bump into like a wall or something. Like yeah, that. maybe but, I should have looked into this, but maybe the purpose of the mask is not to like prevent you from getting hurt so much as to prevent the bones from like further getting broken or dislocated. Yeah, to, to avoid like additional damage to like what's already being in place. Right. Um, and Rip Hamilton's also iconic like with the mask he was in like a he travis a mask scott. and the headband yeah he and uh he like have you seen that travis scott commercial for one of these like latest like collaborations with like the jordan brand shoes no rip, rip hamilton is like wearing the mask in the commercial like wearing like a like a tan hoodie and like in like a, one of these like cactus jack type of like setting like does he have a cactus jack mask on i don't know i don't it's remember like no, I don't think it was. I think it was. I think it was pretty much like the same like mask that he was wearing, but it was very like he he's 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 just wearing that mask. It seems like and he's gonna wear that mask. Yeah, he's like a, one of those professional wrestlers who's just like he just has the mask, and that's what you know him. For. I saw a quote from Rip Hamilton. I don't have it here, but it was something like he developed like the relationship. I mean, clearly with the, wearing the mask that he yeah. said it was like putting on his his cape, like yeah, his like yeah, superhero yeah. cape and outfit. Yeah, and I dig it. You know, like embrace that if that, that yeah helps your mentality or your I don't know psychology while you play. That, sure, that, that happened to um, just really quick brief Clippers talk. It happened to Reggie Jackson. He had like an eye injury where he had to like wear the protective like. Like goggles, essentially. Oh, so that's why he's wearing those, yeah. like but sunglasses. They, they, they just this, yeah, he's he's wearing Oakley sunglasses, kind of. Yeah, but he wore he because the injury happened in April, so he's just been wearing them because, like, I think he like like all these like stories that we're going to talk about later. Um, players come back and play with the mask, and they just go off, and then they're like, "This is a good look charm." Yeah, and so like now Reggie Jackson has like the clear Oakleys on with like the headband in the back. He has like a headband on his forehead, and he has the he has like the short sleeves, like arms on there too. Oh, he wears, right, like, right. The uh, the knee sleeves or whatever, and then he just has the two different colored shoes. Really good look that he's got going on now. It's a cool look. It also is extremely like I would draw that guy in like the margins of my notes in like second grade, and <laughs> you know what I mean, like. <laughs> yeah. The early 2000s is like a real throwback cool look yeah to what yeah. was i mean probably when he was a kid too you know what i mean yeah i love i love the reggie jackson before this looked kind of like um he didn't really have like like this like this like look where it's like oh that's reggie jackson he was just like another player kind of team which is some people that's like have they don't have like they're like lebron has the beard and like james harden has the beard and uh, who else has a beard? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Reggie. Ben Simmons. Now, Reggie now just looks like Ben Simmons have a beard. He has, like he, has a like a, he has like a little. He has like a Devin Booker right, type. Cool. I, wanted, I, I was worried I was wrong. No, no, I'm no. often wrong. Um, I think all players have facial hair at some some point. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Reggie Jackson looking cool as heck. Um, for Halloween, I might I might dress up like that. Oh, that's a good look. Yeah, we'll see if he's on the team. I'll follow him wherever I don't know. he goes. Yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like the look will read no matter what. Yeah, wherever he goes. Um. Yeah. 
So what happens? He plays in this game. Yeah. So he played uh, in the mask for all of game three. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rachel Nichols asked Booker if the mask affected his peripheral vision. He said, all I need to see is the basket. But in game three, he was five for 21 with a 0.238 field goal percentage, one for seven from behind the three point line with a one point with a 0.143 three point percentage which are significantly lower than his season stats, which uh, 0.483 field goal percentage and 0.340 three-point percentage. <laughs> yeah, I mean... He, he, so basically, the mask did keep him from seeing the basket. I mean, 21, 21 shots, he made five of them. He, he's usually making more. And like by the stats you just gave us, he's... Usually making about half his shots. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I just want to ask you about this quote in particular. This, sure. Uh, All you need to see is the basket. Yeah. Is that like we talked about that LeBron feels, James, like narrative type stuff? And mm-hmm. This is the same thing. Absolutely. But I think it would have paid off more if, uh, <laughs> yeah, if, he, if he like <laughs> went off in this game or like, you know, yeah, at least shot his normal percentage. But like the numbers uh, betrayed his point. He's just like, I think you need to see maybe the defenders, maybe yeah. like. Here's the thing about this mask is like uh, research that I've done is people love seeing people like like people were just like hyped to see like let's see like masked booker like let's yeah. see this, like this masked booker performance. for sure i saw some of this and then it just ended up like he had like the narrative stuff going with like all need to see is the basket and then kind of like poor shooting and he just didn't like look and people when they saw him they're like the mask doesn't really look that cool they also lost booker. this game game three they did lose this game yeah it was kind of like the uh the worst case scenario for like a masked game like we won't be talking about masked booker no probably we'll be like as like a masked booker is more like mediocre booker right for sure he also is, he took the mask off halfway through game four yeah so yeah in game four he because uh, he was gonna still play with it but people after the game three were like he has to take off the mask well and yeah and, and then he was quoted as saying like no i'm gonna still wear the mask it's mm-hmm. it's good for me but you know apparently game literal game time decision halfway through the game he was like fuck this i'm out yeah, I want to give you his game four stats. Please. So he shot eight for 22 from the field goal. Uh-huh. And uh, it was just 36%. And then he went 0 for 5 for 3. So no one, no one, no one, yeah, zero percent. No one was scoring that game either, but you know, it didn't really, yeah, it seems like they turned in like a 1993 ass <laughs> score of like what, 84 to 82 yeah. or something. Yeah, it, it was, it was a low scoring affair. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just the, um, we can't blame this on the mask. No mask. You know, it just didn't work out for Devin Booker, I don't think. No. I mean, I don't know. He, he, was, he was sort of better. Not a true return to form, but, you know, 10 more percent. Uh, field goal. Uh, I don't know. Did uh, did the broken nose make Devin Booker look cool to you? What do you think of Devin Booker? When I, so I turned on the game. I'll say this. I turned on the game two, the game mm-hmm. where he broke his nose, like, late. So after mm-hmm. he'd already broken his nose. And I think I texted you, like, what the fuck happened to Devin Booker? Yeah. It <laughs> looked like nose. he'd, like, been in a car accident. <laughs> yeah, people kept saying... He he said it wasn't broken or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he said it wasn't broken like in a press conference after the game and like there was a screenshot I saw of him on camera and his nose looked like uh one of those road signs for like uh you have to your lane's yeah, gonna merge. It's like a you know what I mean? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a little lightning bolt shape. Yeah. Nose. yeah. It was broken. It was for sure broken. <laughs> I, I've seen enough boxing matches to know what a broken nose looks like. And I yeah, I, I mean, I turned saying, on the game and I was like, oh, he broke his nose. But but I just didn't know how there was like things like plugged up in there. Yeah. And like I was like, his eyes are going to be swollen the next day. And sure enough, they were like in the mask. He, he, OK, yeah, I guess he, did, he didn't look cool at all. It's like kind of like the 
like just swollen like eyes and then like the masks and like he has like kind of like beady eyes already mm-hmm. so he just looks more like a cartoon character a little bit poor guy uh, but yeah, after after the game on game four, you reported. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, not my original reporting, but <laughs> so after the game, he said, you don't realize how much you get hit in the face until you have it. The mask on. I think he took it off and it was like, oh, the mask was helping me. Yeah. At least not get, you know. Which is crazy because he, 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 he only had the mask on one game, like one game. One point five games. Yeah. He's like, whoa. I guess you do just get slapped around and... So we'll see if he puts it back on tonight. I feel like he won't. Oh, no. I think as soon as the mask comes off, I think it's off. It's off. He didn't listen to Rip. Rip was like, keep the mask on the whole game. And he did for one game. And he's like, halfway through game four, it's like, fuck you, Rip. Took it off. Yeah. I mean, you got to listen to Rip. He's the... Uh, he's the. He knows what he's talking about. He's the iconic masked man. He's. I think he's on the masked singer. Whoa. No, not true. It's. Um... That'd be good, though. He was just on the mask singer in his mask. <laughs> Who is that guy? <laughs> oh, that's Rob Hamilton. He looks exactly like we we know him to look. Like wow, this was the. I don't know how the show works at all. So I don't know. there's like a reveal where Ken like, Jong would just be like, "Is that LeBron James under there?" And then he just falls to the floor. He's and like, then, uh, "No, I'm Rob Hamilton." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will never watch the mask singer, so I can't add to the bit. That's all right. You got to watch the uh, clip of Kermit the Frog on Mask Singer. Does that exist? Yes. So there was a snail, a big snail costume, and they take like a hat off the snail and out pops Kermit the Frog. So like inside. There was a puppet. There's a puppet inside. A costume? Yeah, it's a wild clip. You got to watch it. I guess I do have to watch it. At least that. And then you can be done. I'll watch it. I'll watch it on peyote or something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I don't even know if you need any enhancement for this clip because you'll feel like you're like i feel like i'm watching television from another dimension um this is just a quick aside but i was watching rupaul's drag race and they had like another like guest judge and it was miss piggy hell yeah i was like what the fuck is going on i love the muppets like being real you know what i mean like yeah i guess they are real they're real dude let's get kermit on the podcast or Fozzie. I feel like Fozzie's a big NBA guy. You know, with all this like Space Jam stuff coming out right now, too, it's just very I think we're going to see like a lot more just like of these crossover things where we're just going to have like Bugs Bunny like in your interviewing hosting some. inside the NBA. Yeah. And it's uh, you if know. that hasn't already happened, I'm sure it will. Arnie Johnson's in the new Space Jam. Yeah, I saw I saw a commercial. He was in it. It's gonna be a wild movie. All right. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's do that. All right. And we're back. Yeah. Did you enjoy your water? I did. I took it. I was desperate for water. (laughs) I feel like my mouth is going to sound so sticky on this episode. Like all kinds of mouth sounds. I really am dreading the edit. Also, I'm just saying this as like, if you have heard mouth sounds, this is like an an acknowledgement. I'm (laughs) sorry. We're still looking for a producer. Yeah. And someone to just like feed me. Or squirt water into my mouth like a like in the corner of a boxing ring, you know. A lot of boxing talk, and uh, you know, I love it. Anytime we can compare basketball to a different sport, I'm just trying to pitch uh, fastballs to you so we can just talk about baseball. All right, pun intended. Whoa, nice. Um, dinner think, with dinner with Floyd pun. Mayweather. No, no, I don't want to. Man, he's a whack dude. Fuck Floyd Mayweather. Dinner with dinner with. Uh, Who's a cool boxer? Anyway. Who's a cool boxer? Uh-huh. I don't know anything uh, about boxing. Me. 
Well, dinner with Isaac Benavides. Easy. Know. First episode done. I trained for like six months or Get something. Get some Dave's hot chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right uh yeah. so this segment is called the wine cellar uh this is where we dive in and look back at the history of the nba related to the topic at hand today we're talking about masks and i had what i thought was a really interesting story um about the first guy that i could find that wore a mask there might have been someone before this but he wasn't easily googleable um in the <laughs> nba i mean so if, if this podcast, if you can't find the answer in the first result, we're not going to keep digging. I'll, I'll, I'll do. I'll go like early second page of okay. Google. But beyond that, I'm like, poof. I don't know. I don't know how to search basketball reference. I'm learning. Here's the thing. Here's huh. the thing. If we were to ask people about who this person is that you're going to talk about, they wouldn't know. People would know. I think people oh, well, would like know. heads would know. Uh, I think if you're from Houston, you might know. OK. Um. He also okay, so we'll get into it. So this is about Rudy Tomjanovich. Okay, um, Rudy I mean, Two. Like, I do not know Rudy Two. Rudy T, as he's known, because he's got you know a last name with a bunch of letters, and people love to abbreviate. Um, so this is in 1977. The Rockets were visiting the Lakers for a regular season game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning of the second half, Rockets center Kevin Cooner and Lakers power forward Kermit Washington both went for a rebound, and they got they like tangled. They got physical with each other. In the process, trying to get the ball like old school basketball, real old school basketball stuff. This is a, a, a extremely old school basketball story. <laughs> yeah. um, Kareem also was on that Lakers team. He got involved in the struggle for the ball, but Cooner got it and passed it to Rockets point guard Josh Lucas. And this might be a little too fine detail on the story, but you're setting the stage. I'm setting the stage. This is all about setting the stage. Uh, but Washington, Kermit Washington, held on to Kunert's shorts to slow his transition to offense. <laughs> Kunert then elbowed Washington to get him off. And then stories start to differ. So okay. we've got Kevin Kunert. His shorts are being grabbed onto by Kermit Washington. OK. So Washington, a number of the Lakers players and Rockets forward Robert Reed. Cool name. Say that Kunert punched Washington first. So that's a, a big number of people say that Kevin Kunert through the first punch okay and well, then there, there is like people are acknowledging that there's a short pulling right okay so yeah kermit washington did pull the shorts <laughs> okay wild move yeah but i mean i don't know i feel like this was old school nba where it was just kind of like are short shorts too mm-hmm. so maybe it's I like guess it's like he's defending trying to not show his butt on tv sure um that's what's at stake here. <laughs> it's important to remember the stakes. Yeah, because like the TV networks were like, we cannot show the NBA would have been canceled. Any nudity on this Completely. program. They would have ended the NBA. And Kevin Kuner Kevin no, that's not what I am. I don't know. Go this ahead. ends up being kind of serious story, so I don't know how much I want to goof around. Uh Kunert says that Washington threw the first punch and that Kunert was just trying to wriggle out of Washington's shorts grab. The short Washington grabbing his shorts. So saying that Kunert threw the first punch is basically everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then Kuhner says Washington threw the first punch. Either way, they got into it. Okay, yeah, yeah. The only guy to say that. (laughs) But I love when there's like one guy who says like, that's not how it happened. But he's the only one. Yeah. And he's like, who are you? I'm the guy that threw the first punch. (laughs) Actually, I mean, uh, (laughs) either way, they traded punches. And then Kareem runs up, grabs uh, Kuhner and holds his arms, trying to pull them apart. But Mm -hmm. what really he's doing is like leaving him wide open. Oh, oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. It looks like it's like the schoolyard bully thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kermit Washington like punches Kuhner square in the head. 
uh, brings him to his knees. So he's like out. Oh, I mean, God. not like knocked out, but, but he's, he's like he's been st- he's been punched. taken care of. Yeah. So then this is where Rudy T joins the story. Rudy T sees what's happening. He's the power forward in the Rockets at the time. He comes running from the other side of the court to try to break up the fight. Washington sees him running up and thinking he's coming to join the fight rather than break it up. Just like clocks him just straight in the face. Reporters said they could hear the punch from all the way up in the second floor press boxes. Whoa. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said that it sounded like a melon being dropped on the floor. Oh, man. Tom Donovich got up and asked if the scoreboard fell on him. That's how hard he got punched. <laughs> he immediately knew his nose was broken and he was bummed to miss the rest of the game because he thought he was like starting to shoot well. Yeah. He also noticed there was a bitter taste in his mouth. So he has to go to the emergency room. Because his nose has yeah. been broken and he's like just kind of out of it's it. He's clearly like they they this is early in the second half. They keep playing the game. The Rockets win. Well, he's just he's but he's out. I see. So he goes to the emergency room. Um, in the emergency room, doctors realize that in addition to a broken nose, he suffered a fractured skull, broken jaw, and a leakage of spinal fluid, which was the bitter That's taste. The taste. Yeah, I thought he, it was blood. He he tasted his own spinal fluid. From his fractured skull. That is so Leaked into his mouth. Gnarly. The punch could have like easily killed him. But after emergency reconstructive surgery, uh, which one of the doctors compared to scotch taping an egg back together. <laughs> That's like how broken up his head was. Everyone has such like a good like flair for storytelling. I know. Just, like I love there were so many good quotes and re- which is why I was like, I have to yeah. bring this on the pod. So he like did end up recovering. Mm-hmm. He returned to play after five months and he came back wearing the mask. So that's what that's the point of the whole story. He came back wearing the mask. Rudy T is the guy who got punched. Rudy like T is the guy who got like his face just shattered. And he was just trying to run over just to he was like, just trying to break up the fight. Is wow, what he says. That sucks. It does suck. Like he says it, the punch changed his life from that point. I don't think he ever really played the same, but he did end up. He came back. So he like I said, came back five months later. Um, but he was selected to the all-star team in 1979, mm-hmm. then retired in 81, mm-hmm. then became a scout, then an assistant coach, then the head coach for the Houston Rockets coached him to back-to-back championships in 94 and 95. Right. So he ended, he ended up fine. Sure. Didn't play quite the same. Sure. But he Besides said, his traumatic experience. <laughs> incredibly traumatic experience. But he also doesn't remember much of it. He remembers like he doesn't remember getting punched. He remembers like waking up and he's like, what the hell happened? But and he remembers the spinal fluid or he, he just I don't know if he I don't I don't know. But I did read some like after reporting that mm-hmm. was like from 85. This Los Angeles Times article about it mm-hmm. that talked about how much like Kermit Washington regretted it. He just like kind of was acting on instinct. He just thought he was being attacked and like, yeah, I mean, punched sure. him and like and I think it also curbed fighting a lot in the NBA because I think these kind of fights used to happen a lot. Mm-hmm. And this just was kind of like really scary incident for everyone involved and uh i mean if a guy's saying that like a scoreboard fell on him on his face or something it's probably just super you know these are kind of like heavyweights yeah they're big dudes yeah washington big dude and just absolutely just like the squarest punch on roadie t to do like a bare knuckle punch like that and to really cause damage, you have to really be putting like a lot of weight behind it. For sure. And then like for it to like, I don't even, I don't, the spinal fluid stuff is really kind of like. It's gnarly. 
Yeah, it's it's really like I don't I don't understand. Like I watched the video of this doctor explaining it. He has a YouTube <laughs> channel. I wish I remembered his name. He has a YouTube channel where he explains like from a medical sp- perspective, sports. Yeah. It seems like an interesting channel. Yeah. But he talked about it just the way that like your skull is connected together. If you fracture this particular part of your skull, it could easily like tear the lining around your brain and leak the spinal fluid. Man. Into your mouth. Because it's, yeah. <laughs> to be clear, <laughs> super gnarly stuff. Could this have like done like any like spinal damage to him? Or yeah, he like really just like lucked out, I think, of the results of this because he ended up no at least significant brain damage. No, he was able to like fully recover, make the all star team afterward, coach two championships. You know, it's like really lucky turnout, even if he like, yeah, suffered some effects. I think he said he still suffers like sinus headaches because of it. I'm sure. But. Just a wild story. Uh, and he wore a mask. So that's why I'm telling this on this on this. Oh, episode. So he, he did, he wear, did wear a mask. mask when he came back. Do we know what the mask looks like? Yeah. There's like a wild. You, uh, here, I'll it, pull it up. And is it like these new masks that we have? Or is it no, it looks like, like he's. Uh, it looks like tape on a cracked eggshell. He looks like um, he looks a serial killer. <laughs> like it's a scary mask. I can't um, type or I Google this. Oh, he actually looks. It's scary. <laughs> you know, the photo I'm looking at right now is in black and white, and he looks like he's in the he's in the band Slipknot, <laughs> and he's like the lead singer, where like he has the mouth cut open, and like all you can see is his eyes, really, with like these big old holes. It's a it's a, actually a very scary mask. Yeah. Also, his haircut doesn't really help out. No, for sure. It's just kind of like just messy. Like, just like a white guy, late seventies, like, early eighties style, like a bowl cut type of thing. Um. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I guess those masks, masks. That one looks very scary for sure. It looks um, like it was also like cut out of like a watermelon or something. Oh yeah, they just put that. They just put that like. It was like, oh, we had this melon line around. Maybe this will protect your face. It does kind of give off that vibe, and it looks, it looks like leather. He looks like Leatherface or something. For sure, like it is like Jason Leatherface adjacent. <laughs> wow. Um, but I just thought it was interesting, scary, frightening, kind of a. Weirdly sad story, but interesting yeah, well, for sure. You're sad because he like lost, like he couldn't play the same. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's like, it's a, it's such a close call. It's scary, man. I don't know. You don't want to see someone die on the court. Especially if you punched them. Right. Hmm. I don't, I don't want to get into it, but. He also, uh, Rudy C, sorry to interrupt. I just remember this, uh, was inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Oh, he was? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. This um, this is all making sense now. I think he made the Hall of Fame mostly as a coach. Right. He, he was the, he, right. He was in the coaches like Hall of Fame and he like shouted out Robert Ory. Mm-hmm. He wanted Robert Ory to be into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. OK, I know exactly who this guy is now. And now that I I didn't know, I didn't really know him. Prior to like the. Um, yeah, I didn't know anything about his playing career. I knew he was the coach of uh, the Rockets for their championships. But so his name Rudy Tomjanovich. I I saw a video where people pronounced the J. So that's why I was saying Tomjanovich. But maybe I don't know. I maybe could have checked more than sure one we'll source on how to pronounce his name. That's fine. I'm sure we'll get people calling in telling us what it is. Absolutely. Threaten to punch us in the face. Rudy wow, T. that's so gnarly. I wish they talked about that during the Hall of Fame. It's probably like not the brightest moment in his career for him. 
you know, not the most celebratory. Like, and also he was punched in the face really hard. <laughs> he almost died. Well, good. Good. For Please Rudy. welcome Rudy T. <laughs> good for Rudy T. Rudy T. You know, when you get punched in the face like that and like taste shit like that, I think it's uh, I think whatever Rudy T says do make it happen. Yeah. So maybe we'll get Robert Ori into the uh, uh, Hall of Fame soon. For sure. Rudy T seems like a good dude. He also like I think had some kind of cancer recently, but also recovered from that and now raised money for that sort of cancer. Mm. And seemed like a good guy. I liked, yeah. I liked his speech. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. I like that story. Thank I you. I realized that uh, people were getting their ass beat like that in NBA basketball. It's the Wild West. The game's so soft now. Yeah. I don't want to say it, but, you know, there's no Rudy T's around. I think for the, that's for the better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come out and say that's good. Yeah, well, you know, old heads and basketball historians like myself really miss that the grittiness of the game. People nearly dying. Yeah, tasting uh, blood. Fluid. Fluid. <laughs> someone, someone's thinking the the. Uh, can you imagine like the Staples Center just like um, like scoreboard, scoreboard that giant just, yeah, screen? Like, did that fall on me? No, let's not be dramatic now, Isaac. <laughs> Chill out, dude. You just got punched in the face. Uh, cool. Uh, you want to move on to my portion of this? Absolutely. Uh, so what I wanted to do was just give you like a, not even give you like a brief history. It's more just like, uh, shouting out players who had to wear masks during their time in the NBA Mm -hmm. and, uh, to keep this kind of like relevant and like, um, more current to do less research on my end. I uh, chose five players that, you know, already. So, uh, the players that we have so far are Kyrie Irving, who had to wear a mask because I think they broke his jaw. Whoa. When he was like in the like his um when he was on the Cavs like one of those early years and so he wore like this black mask and I have the photographs attached for you to see here but y'all listeners should go look at what these people look like because I think the masks look cool for sure cooler on some people than, than know, they do on jaw. others he broke his jaw and then he also like got into um, I think Enos Cantor might have need him or someone might have need him on not only he was playing on the Celtics at the same time but uh, someone. Also hit Kyrie like in the face. He had to wear the mask again, which he had to wear like the clear mask. But with that first black mask, they he had like a really amazing game, like a comeback game at the uh, Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. So they called him the Phantom of the Garden Love because it. of this mask. Uh, another player we have is Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, we love Russ on the pod. Russ stands for life. In 2015, he was playing like a like a regular season game, I think, and. Um, there's like some sort of like ball that just kind of like was like a loose ball and Russ went to go chase for it. But in that process, he was on the ground and his teammate, Andre Robertson, need him and need him in like the side of the face temper, like for like yeah. accidentally. And when Russ got up, there was like a, just like a dent. Oh, there's just a dent in his his cheekbone. Oh, my God. And so he wore like he wore like a little clear mask for that for a little bit. Also came back in an amazing performance. I like um, the headband he's got. He's rocking the Rip Hamilton. Oh, yeah. I got the headband. Uh, LeBron James had to wear a mask for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they broke his nose. So he had to wear this mask for a little bit. And people really liked the way he looked. Like, he looks like he looks more like Batman. It's for sure like a very superhero-esque. Yeah. He also has the headband because he was wearing the headband at the time. Number six, LeBron. He, uh, also- yeah, is this true? I don't know if you saw this. I saw that he scored like a career high wearing the mask. At one point against like the Charlotte Bobcats. It's possible. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it still stands as career high, but probably not. 
also uh, another great mask performance. Yeah, it's yeah because Russ also was like he he like went off when he when he wore the mask. And I think all these players just come back. So this sets up everyone for disappointment when Devin Booker yes does the opposite of going off wearing yeah, a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes on. Uh, Kawhi Leonard yes also had to wear a mask I don't remember this but he's on the Clippers so must this, have been recently this happened on Christmas Day oh. uh, the Christmas this Day past year? yeah oh okay uh, he collided with Serge Ibaka Serge Ibaka elbowed him in the mouth accidentally coming for like a rebound yeah and so I remember watching this game like it was the last game of the Christmas game schedule so like nobody's really watching like it's already like everyone's it's, too it, like full and it's, drunk it's and like already like 10 o'clock like east Co- like west coast time mm-hmm. or maybe like even later um but yeah Serge hit him in the mouth and like this is like where Kawhi was on the ground and he just had blood coming out of his mouth and it looked really just like gnarly and i thought that he had broken his jaw but he came back like maybe like um like in january 1st or something like that and he came back with this wild ass mask his <laughs> real weird one <laughs> Yeah, because, okay, so let me, let me try to describe the mask for you. It's a plastic covering around the face of his mask. There's a slit for, like, his eyes and nose so that he's able to breathe through, like, yeah, the like mask. Yeah, one big hole around his eyes and his nose. Yeah, and but there's also, like, a smaller hole that just kind of, like, it looks like from this photo, it just kind of covers, like, his, like, mouth. Or, like, it, like it, it, it uncovers his lips. It looks like, like, uh, Nacho Libre's mask. <laughs> just yeah, on the yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah. The rest does, of it is not quite the same. But. Yeah, and he has, like, two, like, white straps that go, like, around of it. So, it's, uh, it... Because it was like a mouth injury, so I guess they had to protect the mouth, so they didn't really have, like, a need to cover the eyes and the nose. That makes sense. And also, he, you get to see... He's got his full, like, peripheral vision. Yeah, 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 which people com- complain about all the time. Uh, wild mask choice. And then also, Joel Embiid. Uh, jo- I don't remember Joel Embiid's injury, but I remember, like, the... The interesting thing about this mask is that they had to, like, custom make this mask where they had, like... Because people usually have, like, masks where they just cover, like, the faces and they leave, like, the eye holes. Mm-hmm. But he had a broken orbital bone, so they need to protect that whole space. So what they did is what they made, they made, like, a carbon mask, which is, like, the under. But they also put goggles over the carbon mask. Right. To protect his eyes, mostly, in that just area. So it just has added protection for it. Uh, he's playing a game against, uh, I think it was... I forget what team... I think it was the Heat. Uh... He threw his mask down on the ground, like out of frustration, and one of the players from the Heat, like, just stepped on the stepped on the mask on purpose. <laughs> yeah, come kinda, on. Yeah. Uh, but they had like backups for him. But uh, so what I wanted to do with you now, and like now that we've run down these five players, is I've pulled quotes from each of them explaining their experiences about wearing the mask. Okay, I love it. So I wanted I to see if you could figure out just based on the based on both the. Um, Quotes, like, based on, like, if you can match their personalities with, like, the quote for the mask person. Right. Okay, so for the first quote I have is, the quote is, I got about 25 of them, which are masks, if you include all my kids' masks from this last nine years from Halloween. Then there's a pause, and he says, nah, I got two. Uh, and so out of these four, out of these five people, Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, or Joel Embiid, who said this? LeBron? Yes. Because I think he's uh, he's the dad. He's the dad. Yeah, and, uh, it's a dad joke. Yeah, LeBron's always been pretty like media savvy. Where he's like, yeah, you got thirty five of them from Halloween's on these Christmases. Yeah, and he's like, no, nah, I just got two. Yeah, which is, I, th- I think this is like an audition for Space Jam or something. I love it. Uh, okay, so I, I, I hope I hope this this game is also easier for you, where you're not getting. I think so. Wrong. It helps that I know who these players are and have yeah, watched yeah, them yeah. and kind of know their personalities. I think with that last game, I just was like. Lost in the woods. Yeah, it was a little bit. It was a little bit more information. These should be easier. All right, second quote. 
Just want to keep this thing as pretty as possible, referencing his face. Russell. Westbrook. Interesting. You'd think it'd be. It's actually Kyrie Irving. Okay, I can see that. I can see it being Kyrie. Is Kyrie Irving like a like a handsome dude? I think so. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, but yeah, it, it's, and he's it's, also got a sense of humor. Yeah, which uh, maybe less. It, so it, seems, it seems like he has less of a sense. Of humor <laughs> he's he's very he's, serious. He's now. Very serious. Uh, okay, so for this third uh, quote, you're probably gonna get this. This is actually an Instagram post. Oh, okay. Oh, and, I, I do know this. And it says it's, it reads. No one cared who I was until I put on the mask, dot, 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 the phantom of the process. Joel Embiid. <laughs> Which I think is like, I remember seeing this Instagram post when it first came out, thinking like how like, because he, he was at like peak troll level at this For point sure. in his career. I he feel was, like he would still post this today if this yeah, happened today. He was like, uh, like it, I think he does it less now, but I think at that point in his career, he was like really goofing around. And anytime he would dunk on somebody, he would post like a photo of like the game with a dunk and then just like tag also the like location, tag the location like, of like barbecue chicken restaurant <laughs> or something like that. And he was very just like just kind of like just like talking shit all the time just kind of being like an nba star and just be, I mean, making the game like pretty fun and he is a star i love Embiid. yeah and uh the photo for that caption is also funny because he's just like smiling kind yeah. of thing and it's uh very funny uh which is a bane quote right is that bane no one cares what it was until it put on the mask yeah i think it is a bane quote in in the dark knight rises okay like them in the uh and the airplane opening scene where he's like trying to oh, get yes, out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. says, nobody cares why I wasn't to put on the mask. <laughs> You're a big guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For you. It will be very painful. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I should have done all of these in the Bane voice. Um, no one cared who I was until I put on the mask. Pretty good. Thank you. So that's the three. The fourth uh, quote I have for you is, yeah, they started calling me, they started calling me Leatherface and stuff. Um, I think this is Russ. No? Also incorrect. It's uh, actually Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Kawhi Leonard can't make a joke. I feel like he's not allowed to make a reference. (laughs) Why not? I don't know. I feel like it's not in his programming. Um... I mean, if you look at the mask that uh, that I have here, like, for sure, it's, he's, it's the leather. Face it's a more leather right, face, yeah. man. And uh, also, he's not okay. He's not making a joke. He's quoting someone else's joke, so I'll allow it. Yeah, but here's the thing. Let, huh. let, let me just add to this too, to get you back in the Kawhi Leonard train. After this, he said, because uh, he he says, um, yeah, they started calling me Leatherface and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Serge Ibaka can't joke about it though. He's actually on the trading block because. Uh, uh, he's like, if anybody wants to trade for Serge Ibaka, let us know because he because he's the one that caused the injury. Obviously. Love it. Fine for tampering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But everybody was just like, also really funny about that interview is like he told the Leatherface story, and then the next reporter, like, because it's like over Zoom right. this past year, so they have to like say like like uh, it's like Reed O'Connor for whatever, like the Athletic or whatever, yeah. and uh, he like Thank says you. his I'd name. Love to have that job. Yeah, you'll you'll probably get it at some point. Okay, and uh, he says this. And then he 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 dresses Kawhi as Leatherface, but doesn't even Kawhi doesn't even acknowledge it. He just kind of like just like stares down, and he just like he's he's just like Leatherface. He's like so Leatherface, kind of yeah. And so it was funny. very funny. There was no reaction, and then not even like the inter, like not even like the like the writer was like gonna like address it. He just called him Leatherface. <laughs> uh, okay, so this last final quote is uh, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and let me tell you, like, the, let me read this quote to you because it's very. I couldn't find any quotes about his like. 
him like talking about the mask really because it happened in 2015. Okay. But the quote is, I mean, it was weird, obviously. I kept wiping it and it was a total big process of trying to keep everything from not falling and all this stuff. But that's not going to stop me. My job is to come out there and lead my team. Vanilla quote. Very vanilla. But I think that is how Russ talks. Definitely. I think uh, the Russ moments that we think of that are like comedy are kind of like him responding to other people. Is that fair to say? Like kind of like a reporter asking something dumb and him. Yeah. Going what? Yeah. Uh, But Russ usually is just always like, I just go out there and try to do what I do. He's a fairly serious guy when it comes to it. He's like, I'm just trying to win basketball games. Yeah. But then he wears cool outfits and does yeah. cool dances and we love them. They asked him if um, if he'd be able to, if he was going to wear like a different colored mask. But yeah. I think they like, they he can only wear the clear mask. I guess. Is that a rule now? Did they stop? Did they yeah, get rid of the so. black ones? I think so. The reason for that, I don't know. Is it safety? It must be, right? Like they can't see? Maybe. That's the only thing I can think of. Otherwise, they're like, they look too cool. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the players. You're scaring Steven Adams. Um, which is weird because uh, Stephen Adams. I don't know. I just picked a random player. Uh, yeah, because Joel Embiid's mask is like is the color of like what all um, carbon stuff looks like. Yeah, Embiid's is black, and then we got Kyrie and LeBron in the black mask. With those, that was years ago. Yeah. So um, I don't know. This is the podcast where we do some research, but then not enough to be like, do we know this? And we're like, we don't know. Listen, I just we're learning. I I just had to read some stuff and I just kept it all up here. You did a great job in the noggin. But I think don't get me wrong. I think you did a good job on the um, this quiz. Thank you. Russ. Russ got got you. I just wanted him to be cooler than he was. Yeah. I wanted his quote to be as cool as I think he is. Yeah. I like that. It was like like the it was kind of like the worst quote out of the bunch. Yeah. Um, I expected more from you, Russ. Okay, rest forever. Yeah, for sure. You want to take a break? Please. <laughs> and we're back. Um, this part of the podcast is uh, dessert. The meal is done, and now it's time to have some fun. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, yeah, keep using it. Can't hold that on the spot. I don't know if I like it. It's, I mean, it's pretty good for on the spot. Thank um, you. I don't know if I like it either. It's all right. I'm going to become a freestyle rapper. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. And then that way I'll have better on the spot rhymes. Um, anyway, this is a little confectionary conjecture, if you will. I personally won't. Um, <laughs> we are talking about the future of the NBA as it's related to this topic. Coming up with some weird stuff that probably won't happen, but I don't know. It could. Maybe. Who knows? Um, so I had some questions for you to start this off. I don't sure. have like one big topic for us for this dessert. This okay. is maybe we're like ordering a bunch of desserts for the table. If you right, will. right. Um, we're all sharing. Yeah, we're all sharing. Um, everyone's, you know, got their own fork. So a real like pre-COVID era thing to do. Right. Would you do this again? Would you share desserts with people? A bunch of people who you don't live with? No. Weird. Isn't it weird? Um, just, not weird to say that, but it's just weird that we did that. And now it's like, uh, I don't want to stick my mouth fork into that thing that you already yeah i'm a little bit more um i want more dessert for myself i'm a little bit more selfish that way yeah i'm, I'm ordering every dessert but it's just for me <laughs> i don't eat meals or appetizers i just eat, i just go for desserts really yeah. can i get all the desserts for the table no just for me 
Um, so which masked fictional character do you think would be the best at basketball? Uh, so fictional character, you gave me like a pretty wide net to go through. That was so. Yeah, the, uh, I chose just Samus from Metroid. Love it. Uh, here's why. Uh-huh. She has that like little whip thing. Mm-hmm. I think that would be good for defense. Maybe even blocking. Just like toss that thing up there. It's got to be a foul though to whip someone. Not whipping them. You're just whipping the ball out of the oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's also like an extension of the arm. Also, like I think the ball would have to go through like the arm cannon. And so there's like a locking feature onto that thing where she just has to kind of like aim in a certain direction and then... Lock on the basket. It's buckets every time. I love it. Uh, will she be allowed to play with that armor on? Who knows? Not, but um, you know what? I think that's the, not what you ask. <laughs> no, it's not. Let Adam Silver figure that part out. <laughs> Do you have a mask character? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with. We talked about uh, Joel Embiid, the Phantom mm-hmm. of the Process. Mm-hmm. Got to go with the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Please explain to me. He's going to drop the scoreboard onto the court, okay. like what Rudy T. thought happened to him. It's very dangerous, but it interrupts the game. And while everyone's confused, he just like grabs the ball and scores basket after basket. He just has to do this. Or he's like that. dropping it from the rafters. He's like a real spooky, mysterious, creepy dude. Um, everyone's kind of turned off by him, rightfully mm-hmm. so. But I think that people would leave him open. Uh you know, when he's oh, on offense because no one wants to get too close to him because he's weird and he smells <laughs> like the river. And, I, uh, I don't know enough about Phantom of the Opera, so I'm assuming that you have this one covered, that you're you're giving real references to like the actual. Yeah, this is real, okay. I think. He's like singing while he's. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I don't know nothing about it, actually. Singing about Christine. But I do like the idea of like the scoreboard just falling down to the ground and him having to just like make like a mad dash to make <laughs> score points. And, that's <laughs> well, <kind of> that. <laughs> and somehow it still counts. <laughs> yeah. For sure, score. like Samus, like at least she's not destroying the court right. in the arena. Yeah. Maybe probably more allowed to play. I think the fan of the opera, uh, he gets like one game and he's going to go. Like, he's going to go for 50. Yeah. But then he's probably like banned. Yeah. It sounds like it's like a one time like thing to come see like this guy play in like the opening game or something. I mean, the thing is, you'll never know. You never know when he's going to show up. Well, all right. I love it. The teams don't even know. He could be playing for like. <laughs> he just shows up to score. There's like, like an additional on the key that says Phantom, I guess, and just has like his own score. Coming ticker. on for the Lakers. Point guard. <laughs> Number five. Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Is he a point guard? I don't know. He's everything. Yeah. He can, he, he's stopping the game and he's taking over. So positions don't matter. Positionless basketball. Family, yeah, there's your guy. Yeah. Um, so next question for you. Are teams missing strategic opportunities when it comes to masks? Could they? And what I mean by this is, could they be like, you've got you've got Devin Booker in a mask, right? Mm-hmm. Could you then also put a mask on? I don't know, Chris Paul mm-hmm. or DeAndre Ayton or something. Sure. And so people are guarding DeAndre Ayton like he they think he's Devin Booker. <laughs> it's like a deceitful practice, right? Okay. So you wouldn't guard DeAndre Ayton the same way you'd guard Devin Booker. But this okay, so because I don't know, they're not masking height or anything like that. No. Like, <laughs> 
This is assuming a lot of basketball is done by like, I see you in the face, you're Devin Booker. Right. I don't know if that's how athletes actually play basketball. Is it a lot of eye contact or is it more just like, I see your shape? This is kind of interesting to me because I think it's really funny to imagine DeAndre Ayton wearing Devin Booker's jersey, but wearing a mask. They don't look alike at all. No, I mean, they're also, I mean, Devin Booker's... uh, very light skin. Yeah. Not to get into colorism. I don't think that's our territory, but I mean, I'll make it my territory if I have to. Uh, but are, are, are they missing out on the strategy? No, because I, I can't even wrap my head around. No, it wouldn't idea. work. The only way it would work is like in a cartoon world. Where the it's only like, way that this would work, I think, is if it was like the Marcus, like the, the, the Morris brothers, the twins. OK, yeah. You get them in the mask and I think you can switch out Marcus and Markeith. OK. I think that would make like I think that would be like an easier thing to do. And honestly, I don't know why they haven't done it yet where they just have because they both play in L.A. now. Mm-hmm. If Marcus Morris gets injured in the Clipper series, they just bring in Markeith to wear the mask and then play as Marcus Morris, where it's the same thing, kind of. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. That's like what would actually be sure. the application for it. Yeah. Some kind of like Olsen twin style. <laughs> mess around yeah but sister sister stuff you know I, I, I hate shooting down your ideas but no this is a bad idea uh I, I just can't get behind this one no it's not real it's like um it's cartoon world stuff but you know i love that stuff that's true people like being like oh he's wearing a mask it must be devin booker this is but like the, this is like the three guy who's like a foot taller yeah this plays is, basketball completely differently this is the trench coat with like the kids yes uh, yeah that kind of thing you know it you love it I do love it. Uh, so this one may be more realistic. Should mm-hmm. players just be wearing masks all the time to prevent injuries like what happened to Devin Booker? Um, n- no, I don't think. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that about does it. Uh, thanks for listening. Rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. Shout out to Baxter Holmes, writer of the ESPN article, Michelin Restaurants and Fabulous Wines, inside the secret team dinners that have built the Spurs dynasty, the unofficial inspiration for the podcast. Um, Please recommend us to a friend if you care to do so. It really helps us out um, as we, you know, figure it out, grow this podcast. Isaac, you want to take it from here? Yeah, I just wanted to tell you about Emily Dickinson. Mm -hmm. She once said, a charm invests a face imperfectly beheld. The lady dare not lift her veil for fear it be dispelled. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone.